Easter. Isaiah, my guy, how are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Well rested. Had a birthday party to go to. Ate some some pulled pork sliders and some weird like Frito kind of salad, but that bro, I can't describe it. It was like heaven. I don't know. It had like Fritos <laughs> and corn and like breadcrumbs and beans in it, but that was so good. I don't know what it was. Uh, my girlfriend, I think her aunt, her uncle made it. I can't describe it, man. It was some of the best food I ever ate. But other than that, no, I'm good. I'm well rested. I'm a little sore. I don't know if you're sore from Friday, but I'm, I'm low key sore. I don't know if it was the heat versus the cold that made us sore, but and I know you you got uh, scratched up to the white meat on the slide out there in the outfield, but other than that, I'm good. How about you? I so I I was sore as well, but I woke up this morning. And I was just like, man, I need to like listen to something to help wake me up because I was tired. I didn't sleep well last night. And I went to that piff and I was just like, man, what's something I haven't listened to? And, and it, like a mixtape I haven't listened to in forever. Mm-hmm. Bro, I went and listened to Royalty. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, he listened to Royalty. I, I, right. I want to cut him off. <laughs> Bro, I got hyped. I've been, I've been hyped. I, it's giving me energy on this this Easter day like i got a plan i gotta go easter hunt with the kids and stuff like that but like that out there that mixtape bro it it got me it's got me ready to go (coughs) but we missed we missed at the last two weeks yeah was it just yeah yes last week i believe no no no, it's it's the last two because remember i was like man let's skip this week because i don't want to jinx shorter yawn which he lost anyways (laughs) and then last week i was in chandler because it was my birthday so Yeah. yeah it was the last the last two weeks and i mean really since we haven't haven't done an episode like we we missed the keep my wife's name out your out fucking your mouth, mouth. Yeah, Which we, I feel like it's almost beating the dead horse if we were to touch on that. I feel like nah, we we ain't got to touch on it. I was just saying like we missed it. It's it's I yeah. mean that is finally swept under the rug. Like it's people yeah. are letting it die down, which is good. Um, we Real missed. Good. I mean, we missed a a, a pay per view card. We missed a fight night. Well, the fight night was last night. Uh, yeah. And then a bunch of fallout of like what's gonna happen, like what's to come. So uh, let's let's briefly talk. Well, we don't have to briefly, but let's let's touch base on uh, UFC 273. Uh, the three main uh, fights we had. The first one, obviously, which to me, my opinion, was the fight of the night. You had uh, Gilbert Durinio Burns and and Hamzat Shemaev. Bruh, what what was your thoughts on that fight? What was your what was your thoughts? What a war, man! I just. I will say to me, I think it should have been a split decision, not a unanimous decision, because they were just that fight was so hard to call, but I feel like at least it should have been a split. There was times where I definitely felt like Gilbert Burns like won that fight. That's why I thought at least one judge was gonna see it that way. And then there was times where I was like, Oh, Chamayev won the fight, so it was it was very hard for me to call and for me to witness. So at the end of the day, I I think it should have been a split decision with that fight. But man, fight of the night, like they should run it back just because they know that they're gonna leave it all in the octagon. Because Chamayev is like, I'll I'll stand and bang with anybody. It don't matter. Like I'll I'll fight whoever, whenever. And he basically showed I got the I got one of the toughest chins of the game because he was taking some heat from Gilbert Burns and 
he he stayed in the pocket, man. He always bounced back, and it was I don't know. I'm just even more impressed with him, especially coming into the U, UFC the way that he did, um, and basically showing like I deserve that ranking. I want to fight for the title, and if I were Usman right now, I'd uh, I'd be getting the gym as soon as I can. I mean, even if you're not working on your hands at this point, because you know, you know, Chimaev can grapple, so your wrestling ain't gonna do you no good. Like you better, you better get that striking down, man, because he's coming. I feel it. I, he's coming. I I one thousand percent agree. The one thing that I want from Hamzat Chimaev is to, he's got to get more of a gas tank, which that'll come. Kids, what, 26, 27 years old. Yeah. Gas tank will come. Um, I know this right now. Fight. Yeah. I know right now everyone is is on the, the oh, he should fight Colby Covington. Honestly, Colby's not going to take the fight. And even if he did, we would see. Uh, I don't think Colby – I mean, the the chance that Colby has currently is, is, is Hamzat's gas tank because uh, we know Colby doesn't yeah. get tired. But I don't think Colby yeah. could do anything to hurt Hamzat. But that no. that fight, man, good lord, um, back and forth. I think, yeah. I think the the reason. Well, I I mean, I I don't know either because I think round one was definitively uh, Hamzat's round because he came out, yeah. he dropped him. Uh, at one point, it looked like he could have finished him. He opened him up yeah. with one of those brutal elbows and then went to work. And then the second round, the second round, I, I just feel like he was ma- trying to make a point of. I'll like you said, I'll stand with anybody. And yeah. Gilbert was like, Oh, you will? Bet. All right. We stand in the right yeah. hand, right hand, right hand, right hand. And and he dropped yeah. him. And then mm-hmm. the third round, I feel like Hamzat started out strong. And then after he had Gilbert hurt, Gilbert recovered. Gilbert hurt him. And then I think yeah. it was then from then on, it was like back and forth. That's why I was like, I was like, oh. I I mean, this could be a I don't know. Cause like a draw, that, you thought yeah. it could have been a draw. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, because it was it was it was definitely one on one going into the third, and yeah. I think both fighters had moments in that third round. It was really hard to judge, and I know Gilbert yeah. Burns came out and he posted the the numbers of it. Oh, look, I outstruck him and stuff, and I seen people on social media taking it to oh well, look, he outstruck him. That means he won. It wasn't no. a breakdown <laughs> per round because he didn't outstrike him in the first. And I don't think he outstruck him in the third, but in the second he definitely outstruck him. So, yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, fight of the and, night, yeah. run that shit back. Absolutely, man. It was it was one of those like you almost wanted to go five rounds. That was that fight. I remember going into the third, like ending the third round. I was like, I was thinking it was a championship fight. I was like, all right, you know, let's see who was the fourth. And then I had to like realizing that split moment like oh shit it's over now i didn't want it to be over it was such a good fight i didn't want it to be over they should make a bit a five-round fight if they do it again i 1000 percent agree i think that they definitely need to because because you got to think about it and i told you i think i texted you the day after um uh-huh. so champ man usman he's still hurt i mean he's he started i think training again but they haven't even announced when him and Leon is. So we're more than likely not going to see him and, and Leon fight until August, September, somewhere yeah. around there. So we have some time. And Hamza likes to stay pretty active. Just run it back. Yeah. Even even if you have to put it on the same card or the next card, even if it's like 
like just how they did um Masvidal and, and Nate Diaz or whatever when they were yeah. just like fuck it we're gonna give you all five rounds or Robbie Lawler and Nick Diaz hey we're just gonna give you all five rounds because that's what everybody wants to see like that is the people's main event regardless like I knew yeah. going into it I was like I, like I love Porter Jan and the the story between him and Aljo which we'll get to in a second I was like that's yeah. dope and then the the final fight I was not interested in seeing Volkanovski uh, fight Korean Zombie I honestly wasn't. But that fight, I was just like, yo, this is – is he is he for real? And he came, he came out and showed us that dude is for real. And like Absolutely. you said, I Usman better prepare because people – the things that people aren't talking about is, for one, for that weight class, Gilbert Burns is strong as hell. Yo. Hamza Shemaev, like at certain points, especially in the first round, he manhandled Gilbert Burns. That, That's scary. Yeah, Usman didn't even manhandle him. Usman shot a couple times in their fight and didn't take him down. Yep. He just wore him down finally on the feet because, because remember, Burns dropped Usman early in that fight. Yeah. But and then he gassed out. But man, Hamza Shemaev is like I I I like he, him. Like he's he, that dude. He, yeah. Well, so. So I want people to, everyone, especially you, because I know you're an O'Malley fan. The way that I feel about O'Malley was the same way I felt about Hamza Shemaev. I was like, you look very impressive, right? But yeah. I don't know how good you are because okay. you're not fighting yeah. the best of the best. Once you fight the mm -hmm. best of the best and I see, then I can be like, damn. So him just going like, I'm finally in the rankings and then going from what, 11 to 11? fight two? Yeah, uh -huh. um, and and winning, that's yeah. that's fucking nuts. And and it it shook up the welterweight rankings. Is Kamara's the champ? Colby's one. Uh, Leon Edwards is Burns, two, and then yeah. Hamstad is right behind him, and Burns is right behind him. It yeah. it it like legit extends the depth of the welterweight division. Finally, Absolutely. shit. Yeah, and yeah, it's just nuts. What do you think is next for them if they don't run it back? Um, I, I mean, as sad as it's going to be to say, I mean, you might have to do a Chimaev and Covington, even though like Covington's not going to take it because if he beats him and Kamaru retains it, you have no choice. So this time next year, it <laughs> should be Chimaev versus Usman. After that, I mean, if he beats Covington, if he beats Colby, then yeah, that's how I feel. But other than that, who else are you going to pair Chimaev with? I know he likes to stay active. Fuck it, make him, make him fight Masvidal. Oh, God, no. No, no, let's not do that. <laughs> but um, I, I think I think the only other people that could possibly make sense to him, uh, depending on how Leon and Usman go, maybe a Leon and, and uh, Hamza, and then if not him, uh, Bilal Muhammad. But to be yeah. honest, there's kind of a case to say that Hamza could do what everybody else in the welterweight division is doing. Every, I feel like everybody, and I'm not saying this because I like the guy, but I feel like mm -hmm. everybody is calling out Colby for not fighting uh, tougher welterweight opponents. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, like Leon, your toughest fight since like your last Usman fight was <sighs> exactly uh, yeah. Burns. Your to your tough <laughs> Burns. Your last tough fight since Usman was. Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Now, given you did fight Hamza Shemaev, so I give you credit, but 
you were already talking cash shit. Oh, he doesn't want to fight a, a, a ranked opponent. Who have you fought? Steven Wonderboy Thompson is is 40-something years old. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was just, it was a, a bunch. But now I feel like there's no way. Because uh, even Bilal Muhammad feels like he deserves a title fight, and we can talk about that later, but, like, he yeah. doesn't. So, no. yeah, I mean. He finally you know. has established himself of shaking off that early rust whenever he fought Vicente Luque the first time. So to me, like, yeah, you need to fight another top five. But other than that, no, you don't deserve a title shot yet. You don't right. stay active enough. Like, you get one fight a year. Like, you need to. Yeah, he, need to he, fought twice last, he fought twice so, last year. He fought early early in the year. And that's, he fought Leon Edwards, but Leon was easily dominating him and then yeah. poked him in the eye and then they called it. It was a no contest. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, that, that was – that card, I don't want to say it was boring because it wasn't. It wasn't boring, but it was. It was one of those cards to where comparing it to other cards this year, uh, it wasn't as like exciting, like constant exciting. But yeah. that definitely woke shit up because even Ian McGarry uh, or Ian Gary yeah. fought on the the last prelim fight, and his mm-hmm. fight was boring as hell. And when yeah. he was trying to do tap into his Connor promo stuff, nobody was feeling that shit. Yeah, so. I didn't even really hear. It. I wasn't paying yeah. attention to it. Yeah, but that that fight definitely woke it up, woke us up, and then yeah. it led us into the Piotr Jan and Aljamain Sterling rematch. And for me, as a Piotr Jan fan, um, I feel like homie was he was out there early, anyways. Uh, the first yeah. through the third round, he was, and I texted you and told you he was very, very different. And I know he didn't have his his corner because they had visa yeah. issues and stuff, but. Yeah. He that's I've never seen him fight like that. He was yeah. so aggressive in the first round. He missed a lot. He was throwing just kill shots in the second yeah. round. He he did like every time Aljo shot, he would do a good job of like sprawling or stopping. And then he would turn to to get out and then give up his back. And that's Yo. just you don't do that shit with Aljo. Uh, kudos to Aljo. For the second, especially the second, because he he dominated in the second. The third round, I feel like he just held him there. Um, but I mean, yeah. I'll, hey, it is what it is. But kudos to him. Um, that fight, I had no issue with this uh, with Aljo retaining. I just I don't think that Piotr did enough to beat him. I think exactly. I had it for sure. The second and third were Aljo. The fourth and the fifth was Piotr, and then the first was depending on how they scored it. I yeah. I don't know because yeah. not a lot happened. Pure missed a lot. Aljo didn't throw a lot. Pure yeah. was the aggressor, but again, you have it's. I don't know how these fucking judge score shit and what they like. So it was weird. But again, kudos yeah, to Aljo. He, so, I mean, to me that that entire fight, I didn't know who won the the first round either. But to me, if nobody won it, then you to me you give it to the champ because at least he you know at least he was you know it he didn't take a lot of damage so to me that's winning you're not eating a lot of shots and you're not getting your ass whooped so even just because Yom threw more doesn't mean he won the round yeah he was staying more active but that doesn't mean that that is a determiner to win the round either so 
I think it was a like I said, it was a good fight as far as ground control. I mean, Sterling had that for sure, but he started to get sloppy in the fourth and the fifth, and to me, that's why Jan won those rounds. Stop shooting. I know you're scared to death of this dude's hands, but be smart. Like you're you starting what, to three just... of twenty two. Yeah, or two of twenty two or some shit. Yeah, and in his two takedowns in the th- uh, the second and the third round, he basically owned those rounds completely as far as like ground control. But now you're getting scared because his court is telling him, hey, go go out there and knock him the fuck out. So you're worried <laughs> about it. He was. He was 100% worried about it. He was like, oh, fuck, man. I ain't trying to eat these hands like that. Well, so, yes, no, yes. And no, no, no. You're, you're 100% right. I just think I think Porter settled down and then got back to doing what he does. And like you yeah. said, once he started touching Aljo up, he, it turned – it immediately reverted to the first fight. And he was – like they were, he wasn't even setting it up. He was just diving for let. And then, yeah. I, like I remember messaging you, and I was just like, "Man, like, because you said who do you have winning?" And I was like, "To be honest, I don't know." And the reason, the like, the first round, like we said, it it was either or. But to me, uh-huh. I, like as a judge, if I if I watch you like dominate two rounds for sh- by shooting and getting the takedowns, and the second round you were one of one, and then the third round you were one of one, and then after that. You were O of twenty in takedowns. I feel like you were dominated because you were shooting. You were having no success. You were being yeah. abused, and and it was just like God. I don't know if he gassed, if he ran out of bre- uh, breath trying to hold yeah. him down, or what the what the fuck happened. But yeah, it was that yeah. was eh. yeah. To to me, a hundred percent. I felt like the fourth and the fifth. Jan won those handily because he was defending sloppy ass takedowns. And to me, like, Aljo, move. All you got to do is move, bro. Like, just stand on your feet, you know, counter-strike. I know you don't have great hands, but counter-strike them. And maybe it's not so up in the air because if that goes – if that fight ends after three rounds, Sterling probably wins that, I would say, 29-27. Yeah. Easy. But you give somebody an opportunity and you think, oh, I'm going to keep, I'm going to go back to my bread and butter. (laughs) But your bread and butter got fucking stale and soured and you couldn't do it no more. Uh, That was what was frustrating to me. Yeah, he won off of a split decision. But it's sad because Jan felt like he won the fight. And to me, he didn't win. It was either... It was either a split decision or... Which it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, to me, it was a split or it was a no contest. And which, would have been a draw, which would have been a draw. Yeah. And then Aljo retains it. Yeah. Or, which And they would have just had to run it back. Yeah. Because... Uh, so, if it was a draw, Aljo would have retained the actual title, but Piotr Peter Jan would have still been the interim champ. So, they would have yeah. still had two title holders and they would have had to run it back. I mm-hmm. to be to be completely honest, uh, like outside of that fight in the bantamweight division, I know that division is deep, but um, I know they're talking about potentially there's potential of maybe because Henry Cejudo entered the testing pool, maybe Cejudo or maybe T.J. Needleshaw or whatever, Pillshaw, <laughs> T.J. Pillshaw. <laughs> I'd let, I'd run it I'd run it back with Sandog because like let Sandog yeah. go after Aljo because. Sandhagen has been way more active. Yes, he has what lost his last two or three? Three? Two. 
three because he lost to Aljo. Oh. He lost to Aljo. He got choked out. Then he lost to uh, or no, no, no. He did. Yeah, he fought beat Frankie Edgar yeah. in between. So yeah, yeah. So he's what one and three in his last four. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, he's fought the who's who. He's fought the last two champs, and the last, the last three champs really, three mm-hmm. three out of the four because. Dillashaw was the champ. He got knocked out by Cejudo. Cejudo vacated the title, and then Piotr Jan won the title. So uh, he's fought the best of the best. Like, give yeah. it just – I'd say me, him. Uh, I was going to say, to me, you already know how I feel about that Dillashaw fight. Jan, he was just – Jan was just crisp and calculated. And then Aljo, he got knocked out in the Aljo fight, right? No, he got choked out. And then it, that shit happened choked early. Out, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, he came early. out and – he threw one of those, which is what I, I've always said about Sandog. He's a great fighter, but in situations against somebody like Aljo, if you want to come out and throw spinning shit, you're going to give up your back, which is exactly what he did. He came out and threw some spinning shit, gave up his mm-hmm. back. Aljo jumped on him, backpacked him, and then choked him the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So, But I, I would still like to see how that fight goes if he doesn't if – he's, if he's more technical – as a striker, yeah. like he was in the the Piotr Jan fight, because he did not throw as many spinning back kicks and spinning back elbows yeah. and all that shit. He was very technical, mm-hmm. straightforward press. And mm-hmm. if I would like to see him fight that fight against really Dillashaw and um, uh, Aljo, just to see, you know yeah. what I'm saying, just to see. But yeah, the, the, the Dillashaw fight, man, fuck, fuck TJ Dillashaw. Like I, I'm not an <laughs> Aljo fan. I'm not a hater either. Uh, I just like Piotr Jan. But I hope Aljo backpacks the fuck out of TJ Dillashaw and gets him the fuck up out of there. Yeah, I'm tired of him, bro. I'm, I got to be honest with you. I don't like Dillashaw. I don't like the fact that he jumped into the rankings after one fight that you honestly can argue that the judges didn't score well against Sanhagen. So, like, to me, I think it's bullshit. I don't know who's in charge of the rankings per se, but I'm not fucking with it. That makes me um, – it's, I'm not trying so to rehash it, but no, no, no. It's it's not really rehashing, but so from what I read, the reason that he he jumped in the rankings that high was because technically he was never out of the rankings. Mm-hmm. He was just he just it's oh shit. Was it Raquel Pennington? Somebody uh, in the women's division, not Raquel Pennington, the chick that's about to fight Whaley again. Uh, um, uh, Joanna uh, Yunjake chick. Yeah, she yeah, was removed. Shit. Yeah, she was removed. Mm-hmm. From because of lack of, of like, she wasn't active, so they mm-hmm. removed her. As soon as she fights again, she's going to be back in the rankings. Mm-hmm. That's what they said happened with him. Is technically his last fight. He was he was the bantamweight champion. His last fight because he fought mm-hmm. at flyweight. He got starched by uh, Cejudo, and then he popped for EPOs. So mm-hmm. he was still ranked high because he hadn't technically lost in the bantamweight division since he lost to Dominic Cruz like six years ago. So once he beat, which again, it was a controversial decision. Once he beat Dillashaw, it was like, all right, well, he was technically the former champ. Um, mm-hmm. So they were going to put him over pretty much everybody. Uh, but like, cause he just beat San Hagen on a bullshit, like a, a controversial decision. Mm-hmm. So they jumped him over everybody except for Porter John and Aljamain Sterling, which mm-hmm. man, it's, eh, I just don't like it. And I feel like that division has grown so much. I think if he beats San Hagen, yes, yeah, San Hagen was high. Make him like eight. Make him seven or eight. Don't make him two. Was he two? Two um, or three right now? Yeah, right now he's two. But Cheeto Vera, I mean, he's what, five? 
or four yep. now? Five. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that that division is stacked up, man. It really is stacked up. I'm going to have to see who he fights next. It needs to be Who's a top Vera? 10. Uh, well, him and Dillashaw. You know? Dillashaw is probably going to fight for the title. If if I had to guess, <gasps> Dana hasn't Dana hasn't came out and said it. The bit the biggest issue is is what do you do with Aljo next? Because yeah. he Aljo is very talkative. He's very character ish given. He's like a pro wrestler. He does <laughs> similar shit. So what do you do with him next? Yeah. Who who do you fight? Do you run it back with Torian, or do you then go to who else? And everybody else is everybody else is busy. I mean. Yeah. In the top five, anyways, like everybody's yeah. busy. Like um, Cheeto Vera is about to fight somebody uh, on the next pay per view. I forget who it is, but it's top five. Yeah, so let me let me uh, let me go ahead and pull that up. Yeah, every, it's, I just, I'm pretty sure everybody's everybody's busy. So um, he's fighting. He's fighting uh, Rob Font on the thirtieth. Yeah. There, there you Which go. So Rob, Rob Font looks scared as hell in his last fight. Yeah, the, the only other person you could give uh, that would make sense would be Jose Aldo. But and yeah. and he's he's like what two and two in his last two fights at bantamweight. So yeah. who? Well, he should be three and one because he didn't lose the fucking Marlon Moraes. But whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, we we can touch base on the bantamweight division the next dope fight. Yeah, for sure. Again, it shit is dope. Uh, briefly. We can touch base. I remember I texted you and said, well, uh, Volkov is about to fucking kill Korean Zombie. And yeah. this this was probably one of the big – in a men's championship fight. This is one of the biggest ass whoopings I've seen since <laughs> DC fought Derek Lewis. <laughs> Just a baptism, bro. Oh, yeah. my goodness. There, it, I, I can't even say how I feel about the fight because – I don't even remember. I just remember Volkov not getting hit and hitting him a lot. I remember it got yeah. stopped because uh because Herb Dean was like, all right, fuck that. It's you know what I'm saying? Like he's he shouldn't have came out anyways. The the ref should have stopped it, his corner should have stopped it. Volkov yeah. even asked him and in going into the fourth or third or whatever, are you sure uh-huh. you want to do this? He said yes, and then just a clinic. Yeah. And, sharp, man. He yeah. was just sharp. It, it looked like it looked like a sparring session, but it was for real, for real. And he was fucking his face up, and he wasn't holding it back on his. I mean, just touching this kid up, hooks, body shots. I mean, I don't even know why he was in there. That's one of those fights. Like, why is this guy even in the octagon with him right now? It's and this is this is the crazy thing. So the featherweight division, while it does have big names, it, you have uh, your Thug Nasties, you do have uh, Max Holloway. You have Yair mm-hmm. Rodriguez and you have Volkanovski. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like you have your Ortegas, but Ortega yeah. just lost. Who else mm-hmm. would he fight? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Max had Max got hurt early in the camp, and because he got hurt, they were like, "Well, we're pulling him." So they pulled him, and then yeah. like a week before he came, like he was re- uh, he was released from like like he could train again. They were like, mm-hmm. ah, we already picked Korean Zombie. And it was just like, yeah. why? I have no idea. Yeah. I, 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 I would have been no happier if they if, Yeah, I'd have been happier if they picked Yair Rodriguez. Like, yeah, he yeah. lost his last fight to Max, but that was a war. Yeah. So that was a long ass fight. So I mean I I don't know, man. I think with with Max, I just want him to get healthy and I want him to have one more shot. I think he might be the next up for that shot. 
no matter what. But I think Volkanovsky is going to, you know, he's going to chill for, you know, a couple months, you know, make sure that Max gets his full camp. Max isn't hurt or anything like that. And then, uh, you know, what's I, I'm really interested to see what's, what's next for uh, Old Thug Nasty. From, because... from what I read, uh, sorry to cut you off, but from what I read, oh, no, they're good. thinking about going Thug Nasty and Brian Ortega. Fuck it. Let's do it. I mean, Brian Ortega, he, I mean, he's probably a couple seconds, you know, the right angle away from being the champ. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if he retains it, if they run it back, but, you know, I mean, what do you think about it? He wasn't far off from being the champ, you know, so. Right now, Volkanovski, if if he continues to put on that clinic and be literally, like he said, I'm the best in the world, you know, it might be a long time before he gives up that belt until he wants to. You know, it might be on some some Cejudo shit where he's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm tired. I don't want to fight no more. Speaking of Cejudo, he's so like I mentioned earlier, he he entered the testing pool. Um, he loves yeah. it too much. He just wanted to take some time off, train some guys, I think, and he wanted to get back into it, especially because he's very active in, you know, voicing his opinion on Twitter or through his gym about how he feels about certain fighters. So, yeah, I think he's going to be back. Well, he I said he wants to fight the for the featherweight year. title. Well, he, he's got a, he's got a uh, test for six six months, and then after that he can he's then clear, and then they can schedule yeah. a fight. He wants to fight Volkov. He's also, again, mentioned Aljo's name. Uh, Volkov is not shied away. He's just like, I don't really care, though. Like, But yeah. uh, Henry Cejudo has also been talking reckless about Connor. So it, yeah. his his thing is is weird. The thing with Henry Cejudo, and this, this might just me, be me hating him on Twitter. <laughs> Henry Cejudo, to me, is a, another version of like con- what Connor did because he, mm-hmm. he won the – he won the flyweight title on a, a, a controversial decision against mm-hmm. uh, a Demetrius Johnson. And then yeah. shortly after, he defended that belt one time against TJ Dillashaw yep. at, at flyweight. He then jumps up because when Dillashaw, um, when Dillashaw got popped for EPO, uh, mm-hmm. he, he had to relinquish the title. He then fights Marlon uh, Marais, who was like mm-hmm. number four bantamweight at, at the time. He fights him yeah. for the interim belt. He beats him, and then he fights Dominic Cruz, and then beats him. And at the time, Dominic Cruz was ranked like six or seven. And yeah. then he beats Dominic Cruz, and then he retires. And I'm like, yeah. I get it. Like you're a great fighter, but like you're not. To me, he didn't fight the you're best. Not the of the greatest. Best at the, yeah, he didn't fight the best of the best at bantamweight. He, he had fought two years legends. of great timing. Yes, and then he jumped out really fast. Him yeah. coming back, I I mean. I think Henry Cejudo will be very, very competitive regardless. I honestly mm-hmm. wish he comes back and fights at the uh, Bantamweight division because mm-hmm. of how deep it is and how much yeah. noise he can make and stuff. I yeah. honestly don't want to see him at featherweight because yeah. I feel like he's too small. Yeah, I mean, that's a prove it at Bantamweight. Hey, prove it, man. See what you can do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, It's at, changed. At, it's evolved so much since yes. he retired. Yes, in in that two to three year span, it has involved so much that you now have the fighters who Dominic Cruz is like eleven or twelve, and you have a bunch of dogs who are in the top five and yeah. in the really the top ten. So 
uh, I would love to to drop his name in that. It's just it's weird for me because again, he it, it's like trying to say that Khabib was one of the best champions of all time, and when people say that, I'm like, no, he wasn't. It's in, he uh... he won a title against fucking Ally Aquinta, which makes zero fucking sense at all. But he wins the title, <laughs> the vacant title against uh, Ally Aquinta, then. He defends it against Conor McGregor, who had not fought MMA in two years. <laughs> then you beat Dustin Poirier, which was a good win. Then you beat Justin yeah. Gaethje, and then you retired. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's yeah. tough. That's tough. I mean, but, don't get me wrong. I think he's on that same accord. And maybe, you know, I like to talk that up, too, with Khabib is, you know, his, dad. his his heart, yeah, his heart wasn't in it after his dad had passed away, you know, so why not train the next gen, which is what he's doing 100% at the moment, but, you know, are you a legend? Uh, yeah, what did he go, 10 or no in the UFC? Nah, it was more than that. I think it was like 12 or, or 14 or something like that, no. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm, I've never, I've never said that he wasn't one of the best fighters or, or wasn't one of the most impressive I just yeah. don't think he was one of the best champions because you have guys yeah. like John Jones, Demetrius Johnson, Anderson Silva, yeah. GSP, Kamaru Usman, Izzy Adesanya, yeah. who defend the shit out of their titles, and yeah. he's brought yeah. up as a goat. Like, did he smash everybody? Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> smash fucking. I come out and I smash you. But yeah. again, man, like I mean, he, he didn't John, have that activity. Right, and John right, Jones won out of was, a great champion. Right, John Jones when he was younger as well, he smashed everybody, and it wasn't yeah. until he got older and higher as fuck <laughs> that he then started showing signs of of slowing down, and we never got to but see I, that with him. But yeah, yeah, and and honestly, John Jones never lost the belt because he lost the fight. <laughs> right, right. He you was know? just he was just like, man, I ain't got nothing to do right now. Hey yo, give coke. me this brick. Yeah, give me this brick of coke, bro. Give, hey, hey, hey. I'm gonna drive around this bitch town. Didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be. Oh, what you just say to me? You ain't gonna make yeah. me a PB and J. Get your ass over. Yeah, so, you know he just he he ruined his own legacy in a sense. But as far as fighting, can't argue with it. You really yeah. can't. You can hate the man, but you got to respect his he, game. He may come back I've, again. I've been hearing rumblings, and Dana has mentioned it in the summer. They may he may fight like a Stipe or somebody, and it's I mean, I I point, honestly want to see. I just want to see what the uh, what he looks like. Oh, I mean, it's been two years since his last fight. Two or three? No, three. No, yeah. well, no, almost three because he fought in January of twenty. January of twenty. It's, that's when uh, he beat Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes. Yeah, that was his last fight. So, I mean, by the time, if it happens in the summer, great. But I'm just not on the John Jones train anymore. We've seen so many other great acts come out of that, come out of the UFC alone. And honestly, like, I don't even want to see him fight. I don't light or heavyweight. I just don't want to see him no more. I'll, I don't know, think I'll he'll fight it. light heavyweight. I, I just, I want, here's, here's the thing with John. He's... I don't want to sound like a John Jones jock writer because I, I don't like to be one of those. I just want to see what he does with with his back against the wall, 
like honestly against the wall because everybody has been talking about John for the last few years. You didn't win that last Dominic Reyes fight. Really, you didn't even win the Anthony Smith fight. You a pussy. Oh, you like to put your hands on your wife? Man, you ain't mm-hmm. shit. Oh, you keep getting in trouble, blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. now he gets to bump up and fight an actual legend again in a mm-hmm. Stipe. Mm-hmm. How does he react to that? Is he as excited for the fight? Does he come out and, and not stay as like as cautious and do really nothing? Does he come out yeah. and, and try to do like, all right, I'm just going to smash you like I did everybody else whenever I was younger, like the, like Shogun. I'm going to get you on the ground, and I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I'm not going to sit here and try to leg kick you into oblivion. I am going to take you down, smash you with some elbows. Once you get up, I'm going to press you against the, the fence. I'm going to throw some knees, some more elbows. You're going to get tired, make a mistake, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to choke you the fuck out. But yeah. – I get yeah. it. I get it. Uh, He's, I, his act is very tiring. Yeah. But, you know, uh, as far as this this card, you said you kind of watched it, was in and out. Um, I think the fight of the night, man, honestly goes to the first fight that started the uh, the paper. I mean, the uh, fight night. I mean, to me. You talking about Chrome versus uh, Haley? No, 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 the one that started the main card. Uh, I'll bet. Who was that? Not Sabatini. I think it was. Yeah, Miguel Baeza and Andre Fialo. Man, that was a. I mean, he knocked them out, but that was a good fight. I don't. I don't care. That what a comeback. I don't know if you saw it all the way through, but man, that was. That was a crazy good fight to watch, and the uh, the Ange Lusa or Lausa and Mjornir Lazes. That dude, that dude looks like he's gonna be a problem. I watched that fight all the way through, and he looked sharp. He had a he had a hard sticking jab every everything that he threw. Uh, Lausa, he just I think he's just, you know he's gonna have some growing pains coming into the UFC, but that was a good fight. That was a really good fight. Um, but those are the ones that I thought impressed me the most. Bilal just took Vicente Luque down and was just like, you know what? I'm gonna just go. T- I'm just gonna tire he, he that's exactly what he did. And I thought Vicente Luque would defend the takedowns a lot better. Um, yeah. And then shame on Vicente Luque's quarter corner for going into mm-hmm. the fifth. He said mm-hmm. he walked over and said, "Is it three to one?" And they said, "No, it's two to two. <laughs> you got it, bro. Because he, he didn't come out. Yeah, he didn't come out and throw nothing in the four, the fifth and lost. He got taken yeah. down. He didn't have no sense of urgency. I get it. He's yeah. tired, but bro, like, don't fucking lie to him. Y'all know he was. Te- he got took down every fucking round. Yeah, he only he every won the third round. round. Yeah, easily he had he had Bilal hurt, but yeah, and he kind of used. I mean, he was pressing forward in the third because he was like, all right, I think he's up on me, two to one. So. You know, I mean, I think he's up on me right now, so I kind of, kind of have to press him a little bit. So that's the only round that he won to me as well. Exactly. Um, I think Bilal is looking a lot sharper in his stand up. I mean, at least to me, I don't think it was ever bad, but you know, he did a good job of mixing it up, throwing leg kicks, uh, and working working the body a little bit too. The body kicks, really. I don't know if you yeah. noticed them, but yeah, yes. he was doing a really good job of throwing the body kicks to him. Thunderous um, but, body kicks. Yeah, but I mean, Bilal has definitely shown that he's he's been trying to 
you know, sharpen this tool a little bit. Is he ready for a title shot? Nope. But, you know, <laughs> you know he goes from six to four, maybe? Six to four? Um, Yeah. Well, yeah. Because what is it? Champ is Usman. I already mm-hmm. did it. But Colby's at one. Leon's mm-hmm. at two. Shamayev is three. No, nah, he, he, he'll go to five. Because I wouldn't jump, I wouldn't jump him over Burns. Yeah, true, very true. But um, and even but, with, and even with Burns, man, like I, I don't think Bilal beats Burns. That's why I'm like, yeah, I, I don't either. But I mean, here's the thing: I don't really like Bilal Muhammad's fights. Uh, he's a point fighter, and I don't really. It's not that I don't like watching him. I just know, like, all right, this shit is going to be very methodical, very boring. Uh, mm-hmm. type of thing. Nothing exciting is going to happen. But what I will say is yeah, he does a good job of setting up his takedowns. He will lull Absolutely. you to sleep with his his footwork. He will throw those body kicks. He will throw good combinations with his hands, one, two, maybe one, two, three, uh, leg yeah. kick, body kick, and then just take you down. So he did, he did a, he really did a good job of baiting that overhand into the takedown. Yes. I think he did that twice in this fight. Yes. Yeah, his first two takedowns. Yeah, and, I mean, you and, got you got somebody on their heels instead of on their toes, and yeah, they don't have no base. He took them down yep. clean, both times. Yeah, so and I was, it was I was, was nice. impressed with him. Yeah, I just don't. he's you know he's not getting a fucking title shot. I I would like to see him fight. To be honest, um, there's there's a mixture of people in the welterweight division, and I've said it. Colby's not going to fight anybody that Colby doesn't want to fight. Right now, I think Colby is in a contract dispute with the UFC again. He wants more money now, um, and so he's he's like he's going to do that. Uh, will he fight? I, I think he would fight Bilal Muhammad before he would fight Hamza Shemaev. Um, and I mean, that's fine. If, he if I was him, I'd fight Bilal Muhammad too because I don't think Bilal Muhammad gives as much. I I don't think Bilal Muhammad offers him as many challenges as Hamzat or Gilbert Burns, True. honestly, because he, he's, I mean, Bilal Muhammad showed that he, he can take you down, but again, that's a different animal when you're talking about wrestling with Colby. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see. I, I honest, I just don't know what to do with the welterweight division because uh, Kamara is going to fight Leon and he's already said he wants to fight Canelo and all this other shit. And Hamzat even said it in uh, leading up to his fight with Gilbert Burns. Usman's not getting no younger. Yeah. He said he was like, I think Usman right now is just kind of hanging on for his last couple of fights. So if they start getting tighter and he starts having more fights like the Colby fights and less Mm -hmm. fights like he's fighting with everyone else, like the Jorge Mm -hmm. fights where he just runs through them, maybe Mm -hmm. he wears down faster. Maybe he walks away while he's on top like other guys have done. Or somebody Mm -hmm. gets lucky and beats him, and then he's just like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, he's he's not he's not ready to fight uh, Chimaev. He's not. I don't think he would want to fight Colby again. I think he's like, man, I'm tired of fighting this dude. Yeah, I think he is I, because every time, you know, it was closer and closer. Like you said, it was. Uh, oh shit, man! Hey, yo, I, you you can hate Colby Covington, but he he he's a fighter. He will fight you, and he is good at it. Um, I mean. He, you're right. He's not getting. He's in his late thirties now. You know, how long can you ride that wave? I think he's got two more. If he defends the title two more times and is successful, I'm thinking he's walking away on his higher horse. I agree. You well, know, I mean, maybe, 
What else? Oh, no, what, I mean, what, what 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 else would you do? Because, I mean, there there again, there are people that he could defend the title against, not named Colby Covington uh, yeah. or Jorge Masvidal. There are those guys. Yeah. That's why he's fighting Leon Edwards. But yeah. if after after the Leon fight again, if he fights Hamzat and he beats Hamzat, or even even if he loses, what what else does he do? Like, does he yeah. then say, "Oh, now I have to I have to win a fight before I fight for the title again"? Hey, who do I have to fight? Colby. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> just. And, and I, I also, I also too. I said this afterwards, and I want to retract it. I think this was just the emotions of me watching the fight because I know I texted mm-hmm. you and your brother, and I text uh, Jeff and Kadeem, and I was like, "Man, I don't think Colby like that wrestling shit's gonna work with Hamza." Blah blah blah. I'm gonna retract what I said, and the reason I'm gonna say that, and people don't understand it, is people try to make it seem like this is more more Colby haters that Colby will be scared to fight Hamza Shemaev. And my thing is with that is, is why would he be scared to fight Hamza Shemaev when he fought the baddest motherfucker in the weight division twice? Yeah. So I think, I think, well, and, and two, you know, I think honestly, Kamaru Usman is the baddest, but he doesn't have that. I don't know. This might become this might be a hot ass take, but when you watch the presence of Chimaev in the octagon, it's not the same as Usman. It's scarier. Maybe yeah. that's a maybe that's he, a, a thing that you can say, like, yeah, I don't think he's ready to fight him because Colby is like, I know Usman is the best, you know, as far as like his you know, his grappling and his will to like, you know, make sure he wins the fight. But I think Hamzad is willing to die for this shit. You know, I think that's the difference is, like, Colby hasn't really had to face that yet because, yeah, I felt like Mazadal has that same mindset, but Mazadal is just not as good. He's just not. You know, with Chimaev, it's like, nah, man, I came out the gutter. Like, I'm, I'm about this <laughs> shit. Like, I'll, you know, I, I mean, I watched that little, um, little uh, story they did on him through the UFC of, like, how he slept in, like, a basically like a room that was smaller than a jail cell for like two years, just training, yep. just grinding yep. before he even had a fight. You know what I mean? Like immigrating from where he immigrated from to go to God, what country did he end up in? Ah, I, think, uh, I can't, I can't remember after watching it, but yeah, that dude, he's just, to me, I mean, that's one of those dudes. He's just built different. <laughs> he's, he's very, he's very well, like he's built very different. The one thing that he'll have to do to fight and beat a Colby and a Kamara, he's going to have to. He's going to have to contain not well that too, but he's going to have to contain his that wolf that he be bringing out, that psychoness yeah. because yeah. that motherfucker does not know how to like set nothing. He's off. like I don't I, like he doesn't know how to set shit up. He's just like I, he's got that Khabib mindset. I'm I'm going to smash yeah. you. I don't yeah. I don't care. I'm going to. We are going to fight. And I'm going to eat like, a hundred punches to the face, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like right, and and it, it it's one to where I think when you fight Usman and and Colby as well, uh, they are very ring aware, very high fight IQs. They will just mm-hmm. point the shit out of you. You can come forward, they'll make you miss, they'll leg kick you, press yeah. you up against the fence, uh, piss you off, get a bunch of booze from the crowd, and then win that way. Uh, do yeah. I think either one of them could get into a firefight with him? Like Gilbert didn't win. No, uh, I I I think. 
uh, Hamzat would sleep both of them motherfuckers. And that's no disrespect yeah. because I like Kamara and I like Colby, but I just think, like you said, Hamzat is built different. Yeah. To me, I mean, that was the most shocking thing about the Burns fight. Is like, I think if anybody else had took what Gilbert Burns threw to Chimaev, it's over. Not even a question. It's over. You know what I mean? Yeah, they 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 sleeping. They take they taking a nap in the middle of the octagon. That was that. That's that that thing that switch that he flipped. It was just different, man. I've never seen that in a fight in a long, long time. Probably since the, I think the last time I saw that, honestly, was whenever Adesanya and uh, Gaslam had that fight, to where yeah. everybody was kind of questioning Adesanya, like, ah, oh, nah, he's just a young kickboxer, he don't know shit, and he was in that fucking war, and he was like, yo, I'm ready to die for this shit right before <laughs> they went out for the final round. You know, it's a scary thing to see, and I mean, I'm sure that Burns is like, God damn, I can't, I can't do anything to this kid. That's yeah, like I was thinking. Yeah, I hit him hard as shit, and he dropped and got right back up. It was like people were like, "Oh, well, Gilbert dropped him. He did drop him, but he hopped right." That's that's like that's like fighting a crackhead. Like yeah. you just you like put everything you have in it, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's it." And then he like go saying, down and then pop right back up. Hey, yeah, it's like saying, just, just die already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just that's die already. Yeah. That's how you yeah. feel about people yeah. like that. That he's fighting. Yeah, it's crazy. Gilbert Gilbert's been on on uh, social media talking reckless, so I hope they run that back. But yeah. two last things for one, Gym Time Chronicles, bro. What's up, man? I think I haven't really. It's been it's been pretty tame. I, I will say it's been pretty tame as of late. Um, the one thing that has been throwing me off at the gym, and you've probably never seen this dude, but it freaks me out. I'm not gonna lie, you know. And I wanna, I wanna, you know, respect people's spaces in the gym. But there's a, there's an older, probably, probably late 40s white guy that goes in there. He always wears, you know, the oversized shirt, and he'll wear like, you know, I basically like tights in there, but. To me, if you're wearing tights and you're working out, have some subtlety, my guy. <laughs> you know, like, don't tuck your shirt in. You know, like, ain't nobody, ain't nobody else trying to see your business out there, bro. Like, that's that's what bothers me. And like, he has these one that he shows up with that are like they look like jeans. I've seen him in there with a couple times, and I'm like, come on, come on, my guy, just you know. There's other people here. You know, you're old, bro. I'm not trying to... Why do you have a, a 2X shirt on and you tucking it in? Other than mm. that, I, I, ain't got no, I ain't got no other issues. Yeah, so far, same. It's, it's been okay. It's been same. I, I, just, I just want people to... I just want people to leave, leave me the fuck alone, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't know if you heard me telling Taylor on Friday, but uh, I was in the sauna and I was just listening to music because, I mean... What the fuck else am I supposed to do in a room that's like 140, 150 degrees? Yeah. But I'm in there sweating, and this guy taps me, and I, I like look over, and I, I'm like, "What?" And he's like, like making the motion of take my ear, like my uh, AirPod out. I'm like, mm-hmm. "What?" He's like, "Who are you listening to?" And I was like, <laughs> "I told him," and he was just like, "Oh, I thought that was so and so," and I was like, "No, nah, nah." He was like, "Oh, were you sure?" Yeah. yeah. 
And then I'm gonna like, show to my phone like, no, that's not him. Well, I slowly put my hair, my AirPod back in, and I was just kind of like, all right. And so if you're listening, you go to the gym, and you again, I've said this before. If you see people with their ear, their headphones in and stuff, leave them alone. More than likely, they're trying to ignore you anyways. They don't want to fucking talk to you. If they want to talk to you, they will remove that. And then, like, either, like, so the way that I do it in my etiquette is if I have headphones in and I see somebody else have headphones in and I want to talk to them, I will take mine out. And if they don't take one of theirs or the, like, the beats off, then I just put mine right back in and keep it moving. But that's my etiquette. Don't just fucking, hey, hey, I don't have headphones, so now I'm trying to talk. No. Motherfucker, nah, because you didn't prepare. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Because you didn't. That's prepare. not my fault. Yeah, motherfucker, you better. Why are you go trying to, to talk in here anyway, bro? Right. It's 110 degrees right yes. now. Yes, like, I don't want to hear nothing. I'm, I'm chilling. Like I'm watching, like listening to music, playing like a, a a phone game, or scrolling through Twitter, or like watching a YouTube video, or listening to a podcast or something. Like you interrupted yeah. me. This is my time away from my kids. God damn it! Stop yeah. it. So. If anything, man, I only got 15 to 20 in here anyway because my phone might get too hot. I'm not trying to waste that time talking to you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm glad that, you know, maybe, Marlon, you just have the, the you know, the perfect uh, demeanor to invite conversation. And I don't because I'll walk in there and I'll have my head down. I'm not looking at you. I'm not looking at anything. The headphones are in. I'm dead to the entire world for my 15. And I don't want to hear shit from nobody. I maybe don't know. I should just I don't... start whooping people's asses in the fucking locker room or something. Maybe that'll, <laughs> maybe they'll be like, "Oh, hey, that's hey, 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 chill out. Don't talk to him. He just starts swinging on motherfuckers." Yeah, man, that motherfucker's crazy. I don't, yeah. I don't know, bro. I'm telling you, maybe you have that inviting demeanor of, "Hey, I, I kind of want to talk to this guy," and yeah. so people don't. <laughs> I need to find. I'm gonna Google how to how to lose lose that shit once we get off here because uh, that's wild, but. Uh, wanted to before we we went, you know go ahead and celebrate Easter um, mm-hmm. day Jesus he rose baby but um, yeah. what, what's your thoughts on the the NBA playoffs I mean I know we've had uh, I know you wanted to talk about the playing games uh, first mm-hmm. so go ahead and yeah what's your take on the playing games um, I think that it's a weird aspect that it's going to be hard for the average fan to grasp and it's going to leave the average fan really, really pissed off, especially if you're a Clippers fan and you have a winning record and you lose to a team because two of your stars are out and you don't make the playoffs because of it. That is insane. That's just the brief touch. How are you going to have a winning record, but you have to play in a play-in game and you lose to a team with a losing record and they're in the playoffs, and they're probably gonna get swept. I mean, that's I mean that's the easiest way to like put it. And you know, you got to think of a high seed Memphis team, right? They play the Timberwolves, and they lose. I mean, yeah, they're they're a young upstart team, but at the same time, like John Morant can't go through another game getting his ass whooped like that. <laughs> I mean, that was that was brutal. To, I, I'm just looking at the highlights, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, how are these? And then, you, of course, playoff Pat is just another he's, – he's, like he's like a gnat at a barbecue. Like Martin Lord said, 
You're just that at a barbecue, just bugging the <laughs> shit out of me. I mean, that's what he does. He gets people. It's like psychological warfare. But other than, you know, that's that's my hottest take is you can have a winning record and be a lower seed and lose to a team with a losing record one game because of injury, which if the Clippers win that game, I believe PG and Kawhi come back in that series. And they uh, go Kawhi's on their winning, run. but go ahead. Kawhi wasn't they, they, there. They, they mm-hmm. So they thought he could potentially, but I think uh-huh. like two weeks ago they came out and said he wouldn't. But – uh, Norman Powell and PG would they would be there. They would like be there, they, they and and they probably would have made made it a series. Now you got you got I don't know. I just I don't. I mean, I can kind of see the players' sentiment of not really agreeing with this whole playing idea, but they're trying to be equal opportunity for teams with losing records. Uh, I my my whole thing with it is is I understand it if the records for seven through. 10 or whatever are close uh-huh. like if, yeah. if a couple of years remember back in like 2010 mm-hmm. in the western conference how like a half a game separated like 10 mm-hmm. through like six i can mm-hmm. understand it in that right but if yeah. if nine and ten are 35 and whatever i don't think yeah. they have shown that they deserve it because uh so somebody tweeted, I think it was Famous Lowe's, he was like, this is going to make basketball weird because now you don't have to – now you're – like we have 82 games for no reason even more. So people yes. are talking about load management. This is another reason that people are going to load manage because they're going to say we have a team that's going to beat beat anybody in the playoffs regardless of what seed we are. Mm-hmm. We can be a 9 or a 10, and then yeah. we're going to beat the shit out of them. We're going to get the A seed. And then we'll play whoever. And it's yeah. just like like now you have a one or a two seed who went through the season and played a grueling schedule to get the one seed, and mm. then they're playing against a team who load managed and was six games under five hundred, got yeah. in the playoffs, and then they lose. And it's it's one to yeah. where it's like like they shouldn't lose, but at the same time you're gonna have way more load management, in my opinion. Yeah. And if I was the owner, I would definitely say, Hey man, sit them out. Coach, we're playing for the eight seed. Doesn't matter. Yeah, don't Sit worry. We'll win now. that play-in tournament. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Oh, you you think New Orleans is going to beat us in the play-in? No, hell no. So, and I mean that's the that's the crazy thing about the East is and we we touched on it briefly on our way to the games on Friday. Bro, Brooklyn is a like an eight seed. <laughs> and everybody's coming back. Yeah, it's a seven seed, and everybody's going to be there for the playoffs. Everybody. It- it and could get like you said, yeah, and like you said, KD, he's going to average his 25 and 5 and 6. But playoff KD is different, you know. We saw what he did last year. He could do that every year if he wants. I think that's the misconception that people don't understand is, like, he can, he can literally do that whenever he wants. Yep. This, so based off what you were saying and what I said as well, so in the Eastern Conference, the playing tournament, I had no issue with it because mm-hmm. set, these, these are the records are 7 through 10. The Nets, mm-hmm. 44 and 38. Atlanta, who is the 8 seed, 43 and 39. Cleveland, mm-hmm. who was the 9 seed, 44 and 38. And Charlotte, who was the 10 seed, 43 and 39. So their records mm-hmm. are all very Winning. identical. It's like mm-hmm. half a game separates them, right? Yeah. In the Western Conference, you had 
the Minnesota Timberwolves at 46 and 36. And what mm-hmm. separates them from the eight seed is fucking 10 wins. Mm. Yeah, and, why are they even playing in a playing tournament? Right. And even, I mean, the, it's six six wins from the Clippers who were the eight seed. The Clippers had 42 dubs and they had six less and we're rewarding them by giving them the chance. And I get it. Oh, it's chaos and, and anything can happen. But it's like, again, they are demeaning the regular season even more. We talk mm-hmm. about this all the time. When you and I lived in the little shack in Chandler together, we used to mm-hmm. watch basketball, especially after the all-star break, because those games all meant something. You had views, mm-hmm. all that shit. Regular season does not mean a fucking thing now, and the playing tournament is another way to make the regular season not mean shit. Yeah. And I even, you know, for a while, you know, I mean, we kind of both stopped paying attention to basketball, but I knew my Spurs had a chance. And I was like, okay, bet. What's their record? Their record? And I was like, why the fuck are they even going to have a chance to play it? And after I saw it, I was like, no, they don't deserve to make the playoffs. Like, they didn't even have a winning record. Right. How is that even fair? It's, yes. it's stupid. It's stupid to even, like, see. And I don't know. It is. So last two Last two questions. Um, mm-hmm. NBA MVP and who's going to win the NBA Finals? Uh, NBA NBA MVP to me, we like I said, we kind of touched on this briefly on Friday on the way to the games. To me, is Joel Embiid. Um, not necessarily not saying that it's not close between Giannis or Jokic or anything of that nature. But I just think for that team, dealing with that drama uh, that surrounded Ben Simmons, dealing with a, you know, sketchy James Harden, he has completely shown how it doesn't matter who's on my team. I'm going to get my buckets. I'm going to defend. I'm going to rebound. I'm going to make sure that we're put, put in the best position to win games. Um. Now, Jokic is always going to be close, but Mike Malone has done a really good job of building that team around him as well. So I'm not saying because to me last year Jokic should have won it, you know. And there, yes. I think the I think the looming thing this year is he's the first player to have two thousand. Uh, what was it? Two thousand five hundred and five hundred or two thousand one thousand yeah something like that two thousand or two thousand six hundred five hundred or some sh- i don't know yeah. he was the first person to do something that yeah In nba history and, which yeah. is which is a big deal now i don't think he got robbed from last year i think everybody was just kind of riding off of the same wave that Giannis gave him the year before um if Giannis isn't playing in in the East, that team still makes the playoffs. I mean, regardless of how crazy that sounds, there's still a good team in Milwaukee. If Jokic doesn't play, um, especially last year, just his impact alone, they don't have another big man that's going to rebound like that. Eric Gordon is tall, but he's not a rebounder. He's not a post player. You know, he's not going to make that same impact. Yeah, they'll win games, but they'll struggle. It's just like Joel Embiid this year. Without Joel Embiid, that team doesn't have that record. And he has shown that he's been able to adapt to whatever is on his team and still put up the numbers that he has. So that's why he is extremely valuable to that franchise. The, um, the, so, no, no, go ahead. No, no. So what I was going to say is, is so jo- Jokic won it last year. They're going to mm-hmm. give him back-to-back more than likely, which to me is weird. 
What I'll say is, is once the media likes you as a player, they will make up anything to give you. Uh, they will give you the the dub. For instance, we've mo- people can agree. The years that Steve Nash wanted, they made the excuses of, well, he he his team is in first place. Mm-hmm. We're gonna give it to him over prime Shaq, prime Timmy, prime Kobe, prime Dirk. All those guys, they gave it to him mm-hmm. the first year, then they gave it to him the second year. And again, mm-hmm. it was because they loved him. Jokic is in that same situation. Because he puts up numbers, those numbers are going to know he does not score more points than Joel. No, he doesn't rebound as well as Joel, but because he's a better, he averages more assists because he has the ball in his hand more, mm-hmm. the people are going to loom at that. The difference. And the thing to me and why I've said analytics kills sports is because mm-hmm. they're not taking into consideration of who's fucking better. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the fuck the numbers. Who's better? Joel Embiid does. We, we've talked about it. Joel Embiid is a better scorer. Joel Embiid mm-hmm. can do literally anything. Joel Embiid mm-hmm. is a better defender. That's what basketball is about. Scoring points, mm-hmm. stopping them from scoring. Who does those things better? Joel Embiid yeah. does those things better. Mm-hmm. Who is a better leader? I don't know, but because because Jokic isn't very out like outspoken and stuff. But again, if we're going to say, oh, we're doing, we're going to give him votes based off of averaging this and this and this and this and that, yeah. this. Why was Luca not the MVP last year? Yeah. Why was Luca uh, not the MVP the year before that? Mm-hmm. I think so, a big argument too is playoff success. Joel Embiid has had more playoff success than Jokic. Well, and Jokic is a fucking six seed, I believe, and mm-hmm. at, like I'm pretty sure the Sixers are a four seed, a three mm-hmm. or a four seed, and they were battling to get a two seed. And whenever Joel was there by himself, they were a one seed. The Nuggets have not, and that's that's what I'm saying is like they made the excuse of for you to win the MVP, you have to be the best player on one of the best teams. Mm-hmm. And that whole narrative changes because they love Jokic. And mm-hmm. they are going to be like, I don't care. And so from what – I mean, I don't know if these stories are true. From what I've been reading and stuff and stuff that's been put on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, a lot of the votes have came in. And at this moment, Jokic is leading by a huge margin. So mm-hmm. we will see. I honestly hope uh, – I hope Joel – I hope Joel Embiid wins it um, mm-hmm. because I think he deserves it. Um, but again, we'll see. I think, I think right now, uh, if you were to take them, if you were to poll the teams, who would you rather start your career, like your franchise with, would you rather have Jokic or would you rather have, uh, Joel Embiid? More people would pick Joel Embiid simply because it doesn't matter what else is around him. You don't have shooters. That's fine. He, he can shoot. He's going to get you a bucket. You need mm-hmm. defenders. He's going to defend. He's going to rim protect. With Jokic, you have to have shooters, you have to have guys that are low-key, and you have to have a bunch of high-energy guys that are going to play defense because mm-hmm. the thing about Jokic-led teams is just go to the rack. They're not going to stop you. Mm-hmm. Well, you think Jokic is going to block four shots in the game? No. No, absolutely so. not. And, and, and as far as like playoff success, yes, uh, the Nuggets did make it to the conference finals, but they had a lead and they lost to the Lakers. Um, you can honestly say in 2019, Joel Embiid is a is a missed shot away 
from going to the finals. No, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a fact. Had that shot not went in. Uh, With that team that he had been actually being for Philly, you know, Tobias coming in there. Like, you had McConnell, who was a great backup. Like, you had so many good pieces, and they lost that. And he's still been showing that he could get into the playoffs and he could go on deep runs. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this year with James on his team. Because James, James yeah, I feel the same. You know, but are they going to be able to work well together? Because I, I really don't know what is what James needs. Because at this point, he's had any sort of type of playing style of a you know of a co-captain, a co-captain of the scoring ship or you know the game, and he hasn't made it work. I wear my shirt open. So you see my chest. <laughs> That's what James Harden's ass need. Uh, all right, la- last question, bro. Who's going to win the finals? Who? Actually, you don't even have to say who's going to win the finals. You can say who do you think is going to be, who's going to win the West, and who's going to win the East. Man, uh, the East, I'll go with – I don't think KD lets that happen two, two, two years in a row. So I'm going to go with Brooklyn this year. Um, because Kyrie, Lord willing, will stay healthy. <laughs> ben 10 will actually come out and shut up all the doubters and their benches deep. And as far as the West goes, man, um, the West is kind of a toss up. I don't really know who's the biggest standout this year. Um, because yeah, Phoenix had a great regular season. Um, but I can see the Nuggets getting past them this year. So I'm going to go with the Nuggets. I'm going to go with the Nuggets and the Nets. Let's see. So who are the Nuggets playing? Ah, oh, boy, stop. So first of all, my pick to win it all is Golden State. Golden State's up on, on Denver 1-0. Um, mm-hmm. That shit ain't, ain't changing. Golden State to me is too deep. They have legit... People were saying that Andrew Wiggins had to be the third scorer for them to win. Andrew Wiggins can now be the fourth or fifth. Yeah, you got Steph Clay because Steph played last night and he didn't even have to, but they got Steph yeah. Clay, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Iguodala, Draymond's back, Gary mm-hmm. Payton Jr. Like they are. Is Wiseman playing? Deep. Nah, he's not playing, but they don't really give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I I think they are just so deep and and they the style of basketball they play. They're all bought bought in. It's hard to win. It's hard to win in their arena. I just think they will get yeah. it done. Um, you know, then... I, I'm gonna jump off the ship. I totally forgot about Golden State. So <laughs> that's my bad. I'm gonna go ahead and pick them to come out the West. Yeah, it's 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 hard to remember them because like they like were so early, low key this year. Yeah, well, early in the year they were just dominating, and then injuries. Yeah, like they had some injuries, but. Uh, I, I'll pick Golden State out of the West and then out of the East, I I, I don't know because I want to mm-hmm. say Brooklyn. I want to say Brooklyn, when Ben comes back, can be a different team, a great team, but we it, there's so many ifs of can Kyrie, can Kyrie stay healthy? Is Ben mm-hmm. going to come back? We don't know. So I'll, yeah. I'll keep it safe and I'll say um, I'll say Milwaukee. Okay. I don't yeah. know why. Always, and then I, I have Milwaukee. Thing. Yeah, I have Milwaukee getting... 4-1 by Golden State, so we'll see. Nice. 
I would love I would love to see the storyline between um the Warriors and then Brooklyn because yeah. KD versus his old team. I would love that because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I Lord knows we'll, we'll never see Draymond's KD versus gonna be talking. the Thunder. Yeah, you know Draymond's <laughs> gonna be talking shit. Yeah, that's that <sighs> stories, good stories. But brother, I'm about to get ready and go search for some eggs. Um, All right, we, we can definitely talk next week on pod. Uh, listeners, no if y'all listening, bruh, leave us a review, share, like, whatever you got to do. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you don't want to hear. Uh, Isaiah, last words. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm kind of drawing the blank this week. I don't know. I ain't got nothing. I think it's your time to shine. My time to shine. Well, make sure y'all wash your ass. It's starting to get hot outside, all right? Bet deodorize. Yeah, for real. All right, man. We'll we'll holler at y'all later. All right, peace.